Hello everyone and welcome to the Neverend Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially uh, our Lord, President Hiroshi Tanahashi. My name is Luke, I'm your host of the Neverend Podcast and with me as always is... I think I did that backwards, but anyway, it is Mr. Guy, say hello Mr. Guy. Hello Mr. Guy, hello Luke, and hello to the listeners, and hello to President ace tanahashi today we're going to talk about two road to tokyo dome shows on our last episode before the end of the year and uh, well our last episode we're recording before the end of the year we're going to have another episode come out in uh, one week's time but we'll talk about that later yes we will and i guess for the last time this year i gotta be a professional Anyway, there's ways people can contact and interact with us if they wish to. We are on the Tweety. I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drucifer Tweets. And collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. If you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that too. NeverOpenPod at a gmail a dot a com. Oi, if you want to watch us, you can watch us. Yay! Yay. We have a YouTube's. It's uh, Never in Podcast. Just look it up. Hit the subscribe thing. Like all our stuff. Do lots of comments, even though we probably will forget that you commented and forget. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a new technology. We're not used to it. The, the brand new thing of YouTube. Anyway, there's one more thing, Mr. Guy. Even though it's almost Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh you can still buy someone a Christmas present from our Teespring store if you have any left over. Sasha Banks, Barney. There you go. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so, yeah, get yourself some merch that'll make you look never as. There you go. Yes. People can even see my face. <laughs> All right. And uh, yes, you can do all those things that Luke said, and uh, you can actually get uh, to that website by checking the show notes on our podcast, if you were ever wondering. But uh, Luke, we got a little bit of news. We we talked about it there at the top. The uh, New Japan out of nowhere just announced a new president, and the president of the company is Tanahashi. I... <laughs> president Tanahashi, who's also a stank belt champ, and he's going for the TV title. Uh, look, this is interesting because I'm like, all right, Tanahashi, I, I guess you're a, he was never going from New Japan. Like, we all knew that, right? Like, he, if, you, if you cut him, does he not bleed New Japan? <laughs> you know? So it's no surprise that he does backstage shit. Like, I'm not shocked at all. He's probably helping training, all that kind of stuff. What I am a little worried is, like, I don't want to see a Tanahashi Gato where he's just going out there losing every single time. And I don't <laughs> want to ever have the thought of of this. I wonder who's going to get pinned in this match. Oh, probably Tanahashi. Please don't do that to me. Also, don't do the opposite of that where he's like, President, bitch, lay down. Well, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think any of those things are going to happen because, you know, remember the last president was just some old guy and some business guy. This is like business <clears throat> stuff. It's not, 
you know, it's not wrestling stuff. It's like the business side, which is weird. But at the same time, maybe he's just there to fill in because they fired the old guy for something. I don't know. We don't really, you know, that's not what our show does. Our show doesn't know about the backstage stuff. We don't care about yeah. that. In fact, you know, there's been a bunch of backstage, like, like tease stuff come out this week. And I haven't even looked at it. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but if you want that other podcasts are happy to provide that for you and probably they do a good job. I don't know. I don't listen to them. So um, another piece of news that came out is that uh, new Japan signed Soberano jr. For a year. Okay. Cool. Is, is he junior? Was he in World tag league or junior tag league? He was in the normal one. Yeah. Yeah, because he was with Atlantis. Yeah, no one. Okay. All right. Well, hey. <laughs> that's fine. It'll be nice to see a uh, luchador around all year. Hey, uh, hey, Titan. Why aren't you? Aren't you in LIJ? Hey, pirate dude. Aren't you yeah. also in LIJ? Who the no, fuck are so. you two? And New Japan's like, nah, we want this so sober dude. I mean, Sobrano. <laughs> A soba noodle dude, you know. I yeah. I think uh, it's interesting who is on Wrestle Kingdom this year and who isn't. You know, because like Robbie Eagles not on Wrestle Kingdom. You know, uh, there's there's quite a few people missing mm. that you would think will be on there. But at the same time, you know, I, I feel like that it's it's like they went big on the big matches. And then the not so big matches they didn't like blow their wad on. You know what I mean? Like I, I guarantee you. It's cost a lot of money to get Daniel Bryanson, whatever his name is, Brian Danielson, get him into Japan for this show. I bet you that costs a lot of money. Um, I, I don't think it costs as much maybe to get Hikaleo and ELP there, if you know what I mean. So that's just what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, uh, so that, that's the explanation, is it? Oh, we've, we've, we've blown our word on uh, BD. DB, whatever the fuck his initials are. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, but who's going to face uh, the champs at Wrestle Kingdom? Should we get FTR? Too expensive. What about Ricky Starks and uh, Big Bill? Also too expensive. All right, uh, Hikaleo and uh, I feel uh, like that Big Bill and Ricky Starks would cost very little to get to Japan. But uh, I know it's stupid, it's, but uh, like I, I mean, it's Big but... Bill. <laughs> Oh, Big Bill! Is, so, Big Bill is uh, uh, what was his other fucking name in W? He's Enzo's ex tag. But oh, uh, okay, he's he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Yeah, you can't yeah. teach it. Mm -hmm. No, but uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I like him better with Ricky Starks because uh, I'm biased, and I love me some Ricky Starks, and I won't hear a bad word. I don't have anything to say about him. You know? okay, cool. so, uh, <laughs> I mean, Luke, uh, something else got announced this week, which is kind of where we don't really know what to make of it, but I guess it's cool. You know, in Japan, the companies always seem to work together. Like always, like since I've been watching, you know, maybe when I first started watching new Japan, it, it was a little more Rocky, but they still had a relationship with Noah, you know, back then. And, and they've always had these relationships, but now there's some new, like, it's not all together now, but it's something like that where it's every wrestling promotion that's worth a shit is going to be in some giant show, and they've all promised to like have a working relationship. And it probably has something to do with those fr Frontier Zone matches and stuff like that. So I, I don't know what it means, but it's a thing. It is a thing. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were really on speaking terms because nothing had really happened as far as me watching it live in terms of cross-promotion until all this Noah stuff started happening. I mean, it's good. Band together, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. They're, they're worried about something. They're worried about maybe another COVID or uh, oh, the big bad WWEs. I wouldn't yeah. be worried too much about WWE right now. WWE isn't poaching all your fucking stars. Uh, I mean, we'll AEW. see. Okada free agent rumors are heating up. That's right. He, he hired an agent. He's hired like, uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, Scott Boris. We'll just say that. He's hired that agent. And now, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's trying to go at WWE. They got to match that offer, you know, and it's, it's, I mean, we'll stay tuned because our year end, uh, you know, celebration episode is going to have a lot of information about the details <laughs> of Okada's, you know, contract, upcoming contract negotiation, and free agent rumors. So that's right. A friend of a friend of a friend of a friend uh, of yours, mm -hmm. <clears throat> his mother is is like a Carter's uh, contract lawyer or something. It's a stepmom, actually. That's so. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he calls her mom, but it's a stepmom, really. I, we just want to be accurate, you know. Hey, Missy. I mean, I mean, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. stepmom's hot. That shit's so funny. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Ted. <laughs> now, Luke, uh, the uh, every year for the past couple years, New Japan has had a goofy, um, like uh, bodybuilding contest, like pose off thing, and they're doing it again this year. And uh, I guess we need to make our predictions. Who's going to win? Uh, well, is showing the competition because if he is. Now nah, he's still losing because he's in house of torture and heels don't win bodybuilding competitions. We all know that. <laughs> don't be fucking ridiculous, everyone. Come on, uh, you know. But uh, man, I am hoping it's one of two people. I mean, like I just saw bread with a picture of bread with like rolls on his on his abs, and I'm like, you should have six of them there, dude. But that's okay. But it's all right. It's fine. But. Uh, I also say a little bit too much of uh, Taguchi, which is nothing unusual. And then I say a little bit too much of El Desperado. I'm like, yeah, yes, I mean, I don't mind. The, the Ace, too. Like, they, oh, it's yeah. like, these, these are like almost fully nude shots. And it's a little much, honestly. I, I think uh, it gets pornographic in nature. <laughs> you fucking American. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, it's like uh, when you watch something. And they and aliens or something have to refer to Americans or another country, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're all pur puritanical and shit." It's true. Uh, and, <clears throat> Doki, I want Doki. Like, look at this guy. Yeah, Jesus so Christ, Doki looks awesome. You know, um, his are not pornographic. His are artistic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they are. You know, they they so. really are. Man. See, I won't laugh anymore when I see someone as, as tiny as Doki decide, I'm going to suplex Dilla Luna, Oscar Luem, or someone tall. Instead, I'm just going to be like, yeah, he could lift you up. He could lift two Oscar Luebs up and hey, suplex the shit out of him. One of the first things you hear when you train for wrestling is they they just want to quash any, you know, any thoughts of this. And they'll tell you. Anybody can slam anybody, and it's pretty true. It's it's it's, it's almost a hundred percent true. So you know it's 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 all a trick. It's all trick. Don't 
don't destroy wrestling for me. Are you do you mean everyone really could really slam bad like Farley? <laughs> and they just don't. If he helps, then yeah, you know, if he's yeah, helping well, out, yeah, he... of course. <laughs> All right, Okada, your contract ends in like I don't know three weeks. We want to see you deadlift Farley before you are before you before you leave. Ah, uh, back injury, he's out for a year. You know, <laughs> sorry, WWE gets you know they sign him, but he's he's out for a year with back injury. You know. And he has to come to America where they don't have health insurance. So, you know, it's just bad news all around. Man, I wouldn't fuck with New Japan. All right. Biggest. The biggest thing. That's true. All right. Do you want to... Shall we start with uh, some Corrigan Hall Road to Goodness? That's right. We're at Corrigan Hall for both these shows. Both shows, they flew Walker, Texas Stewart out to Japan... For these shows, so we got him and Chris on commentary. I did not listen to the English commentary on all of the stuff, all of the shows, because I, I just turned it on and it was in Japanese commentary, and I'm like, ah, we're good, you know. Uh, but I only watch part of this live anyway. Um, now, Luke, did you see the crazy entrance of Masked Horse? Because Masked Horse had a whole thing that went before the show. Did you see that? No. Okay, so yeah, when you go back. There's like, there's two um, tracks, you know, we call them tracks or something like that. You know, the uh, there's number one, number two, and each one's usually a match. Well, in this case, on this show, there's two. The first two, one is Masked Horse. He appears and he rides out on a horse, all right? And, um, you know, it's pretty funny. He he has a, he seems to have a very strong association with Christmas. He's dressed like Santa Claus and but with green. He goes over what appears to be a horse racing chart thing, um, you know, up on an easel in the ring with Abe the announcer. But it turns out what it is, he has a bag full of gifts and it's a drawing for Christmas gifts for the marks. So the crowd gets Christmas gifts and stuff from Masked Horse, and that is the opening thing. Um, and then there's another. Uh, thing too. Did you see the second? Uh, I thing? I did because they were nice enough to start this at the time the show started, and I was just like, "Thank you, uh, New Japan." Be uh, I'm not too sure uh, of this man's work, so forgive me, everyone, or the pronunciation of his name. So <laughs> double apologies. But a wrestler named Asamu Kidu, he passed away, and there's a big memorial for him at the start of this first Road to Wrestle Kingdom thing. I think Tanahashi's there and everybody else, uh, except for the heels. Like, evil's not there and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's it's funny, too, because you know the, the heel wrestlers, right? You know they'd be feeling it just as much as the face sure, ones, but sure. because they're heels, they have to stay at the fucking back. Kayfabe, man. man now, remember wrestling's weird. when uh, Anoki died, they, they had Heels the don't thing. mourn the dead. No, um, that when Anoki died, they had some of the heels just kind of like looking from behind the curtain a little bit, and you could kind of see him back there. You know, that was kind of yeah. cool. But, but these these tributes, you know, this uh, character, I think it's Kaido, I think it is, but he he passed away just a couple days ago, and he was a New Japan original. He was on the first New Japan show. Um, you know, it, it, I have to say, like. If I ever, when I pass away, man, if somehow I could get Tanahashi to hold a picture of me looking solemn in the middle of the ring, you know, the spirit, my spirit will, will, you know, go to heaven. I'm assuming just because of that, because man, Tanahashi 
looking sad in the middle of the ring with that picture with all the baby faces around him, man, and the 10 bell salute, that shit is powerful. Yeah, it is. So, uh, I don't know. We should, I want that too now. Yeah. But I also want House of Torture there. So, <laughs> what do you do? So, what, what heel would you have hold your picture in the middle uh, of the ring? I mean, come on. It's, even. it's even. <laughs> he smash it. <laughs> That'd be great. As the ten bill salutes going on, he's smashed it, and then he's holding the picture up. And as the bells keep going really slowly, he's like slowly tearing the photo <laughs> in half. The the ten bell salute stops, and we look over, and Dick Togo's stolen the ring bell, and he's like, "What ring bell hammer?" He's like, "What? What?" What <laughs> <laughs> of maybe he just grabs a ring hammer and just gets the ten bells out of the way really quick. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Right, it's over. <laughs> Well, I got to say that that uh, tribute was solemn, and that was followed up by one of the coolest things on these shows that isn't just a wrestling match. Did you see the awesome New Japan 2023 highlight video package? Uh, I sure did, but tell us all about it, Mr. Guy. It is like 2023 in a nutshell. It's great. That's it. It's just All fucking right. awesome. It just shows every big moment from 2023, like in a little five minute package. And I highly recommend you go watch that. I'm, I'm assuming that is going to be on Wrestle Kingdom too, because man, that video was tremendous. That's right. And well, since you're on a roll, take us through it, man. The first match off the show. I'm All speaking there. of masked horse, he's out with his partner, Masked Bolton, who looks suspiciously like someone we know um yeah. versus tiger mask and toru yano and uh chumpy jr is in this match from from new japan strong and we're like what the fuck and man i'm keeping my eye on him because i you know and guess who else is chumpy Sin, yeah chumpy because sure. uh, guess, guess, guess what chumpy caught him do the other day he's like is that motherfucker taking bus lessons oh no nah, i can't have that <laughs> he saw him doing driving tests out in the parking lot and uh chumpy slashed the tires so <laughs> <laughs> that's great so so bolton's wearing a singlet um and uh he hits masked horse with a switch for their like you know pose at the beginning masked horse has similar moves to taguchi i must say but it's more like horse-like you know um he gets the win but then he acts like he lost, and of course he pins Tiger Mask. But it's it's a weird match. I don't have much to say about it. It's fun, but I don't understand why Masked Horse acted like he lost. He acted like it was the end of the world, and he won the match. I don't want a match. It's weird. I'm watching this match thinking, like, is Mask Bolton going to get pinned? No, t- Tiger Mask is here. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I do like uh, – it's amazing to see Mask Bolton do the, the gut wrench thing that uh, – the other the other Bolton does. I wonder if they're brothers or something. Could be. Anyway. Next we have uh, Oscar Lueb and Yuri Nakashima. I love them. Versus Kosai Fujita and Zack Saber Jr. I like this match too. It's uh it's a little uncomfortable though seeing Zack Saber Jr. just fuck with Yudo Nakashima's arm. And if they're in the ring together, Zack Saber Jr. is just gonna fucking wail on his arm. I just imagine one day, like in a couple years' time. He's had his arm tortured so badly. Actually, he'll be on excursion by then. It doesn't matter. But he's had his arm tortured so badly that Zack Sabre Jr. is just like, oh, shit, I, I ripped it off. Oh, well. <clears throat> <clears throat> and just clubs him with it. He's like, I got another one. 
I got fucking free hands, dickhead. Oh, by the way, hey, Zack Sabre Jr., I'm Australian, and I'm pretty sure I can talk English gooder than what? some. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, you shut up. You've heard me talk too long for for that joke to fucking work. So yeah, that's why. Man. That's why you. I know saw your jokes sometimes. It's because I just don't understand you. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> no, Boy. Pablo Australian. Oh, yeah. Did I do that T right? Teton wouldn't like that joke, and neither no. would um, Masked Horse. I'm assuming he's Mexican. Oh, as well. don't tell me I fucking besmirched Masked Horse. Oh man. Why well, he's in a mask. I mean, but Mass Bolton is probably from Mexico, too, so you better watch it, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a fun match, and it uh, further cements my enjoyment of Oscar and Yuto tagging together. But uh, Zack Sabre Jr. tapped out Oscar, while Fujita has Yuto all tied up, of course. I thought that match was a blast, and it was fun because... You know, uh, Nakashima started fucking with Zack Sabre Jr., like you said. And, like, I mean, it, he paid for it, man. Because as soon as Zack got it, uh, you know, it was like, oh, I got your arm within my arm's length. He grabbed it and started fucking it up. He knows what's oh, up, yeah. you know. And uh, after the match, TMDK have not had their hands raised. But they go over and they sit on the apron, as they tend to do, right? And Chumpy <laughs> Jr. fucking walks right in between them. And we get this amazing camera shot of him raising their hands. And I'm like, oh, my God. Chumpy Sr. is fucking pissed. I guarantee it. Man, he is coming for his spot. And I don't like it. No, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, that was something. So uh, next, Luke, the return of two of your favorite wrestlers. It is Catch 2-2. And, uh, you know, uh, with Newman, of course, and they are wrestling uh, Dan Baloney, uh, Clark <coughs> Connors, and Gato, the war dogs, uh, and Wait, bloody hands. Did you say Dan Baloney or I Dan Blow Me? No, Baloney's funnier, right? You know? Yeah. Blow Me's funny, but like Dan Baloney is one. so silly. It's yeah. like, you know, you got to go with Baloney, you know? But that's just my opinion. Anyway, so. Um, this is a weird thing that happens between these two because these guys already have singles matches booked for the next night. What we get is something different, and I'm not really sure why, but we'll talk about it. So, so Bullet Club, they come out, they bring out a casket to the ring with them, and like Dan Maloney grabs the mic and he's like, Oi, you know, and he's like, He's talk shit, and United Empire tackle, right? So during this match, we have Yo on commentary, and he looks absolutely ridiculous as usual. So um, there's insane slap-off between Newman and Dan Maloney. It gets scary. It gets scary levels of violence. Now, these two guys are both from Rev Pro, so they probably, they probably wrestled a lot, before, yeah. you know, and they're and it's like they, they know how hard they can hit each other, and it's great because when those two in particular are wrestling each other, it's like, you know, we're going to go a little harder than we would versus other people because we know each other so well. It, it's awesome. I really miss Gato. His constant cursing is a boon to us all. So I was excited for that. He walks up to Newman. Like, they're beating the fuck out of Newman, right? Getting all the heat on Newman. And Newman raises his middle finger like, I'm still standing, you know, take her like that moment, right? And fucking Gato grabs his finger and does the, like, you know, the the finger break, and it sounds tremendous. It was like, wow, it sounded just like his finger broke. I was like, I didn't know Gato could do that. He 
you know, that was really cool. He is a man um, of many talents. I mean, clearly, you know, so and losing is one of them, but uh, we'll get to that, blacksmith. So. Did you know that? <laughs> oh yeah. He, do you think he like cleans his, the blood off his hands before he blacksmiths or is that why his hands are playing? Cause he, he misses the anvil all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was hoping to have uh, some of Gato's enemies' bl blood just like kind of melted into like the sheath of the sword. Oh, or something. that's pretty cool. Unless it's blacksmith and horseshoes or some shit. I don't know. There's always some like sword in your fantasy novel. There's one of these famous famous fantasy novel uh, that like the the sword drinks blood. Right, you know, like that's like a I, I've seen that a few times in fantasy books, but there's one in particular. It's like the the thing drinks blood, and so it's badass. But because it drinks blood, it's like kind of evil a little bit, kind of like the ring, you know, Fellowship of the Ring. Only that thing's really evil. But anyway, so wrestling. So um, I miss Gato. Like I said, he breaks his finger, and then um, there's a big hot tag to Akira. I fucking miss that guy. And so did this Kurgan Hall crowd. They were bonkers all night both <laughs> nights just losing their mind i mean masked horse shows up on a horse they're like ah! you know what i mean uh fucking gato breaks dude's fingers they lose their mind they're losing oh. their mind uh you know at, at akira as well because he's running wild right and then it's just getting good it seems right and gato's pinned by tjp and i'm like oh okay well that's that's a preview match it's fine but after that's the fine. match Pool Club beat the shit out of everyone, of course, and they pose with the casket. So they're getting ready to leave, and it's like, oh, man, well, you know, Catch-2-2 needs to do a promo, right? So we should definitely have Akira do the promo, right? Because he's like, yes, do it. Face. let's get him. Oh, no, TJP grabs the mic, and, he's, and it's not good. It gets the point across, but it's real bad. He's like, we are the ones who will win the matches at the no. Wrestle Kingdom. We're the good guys. We and are. You are getting put in coffin. Yeah. We will win and triumph because we're catch two two. And I'm just like, where are you reading this from? Like, that's what it sounds this, like. Is this your improv skills? Like, mm. I, I I love his in ring. I love it. But uh, well, traditionally, we, you know, this match would be called a casket match. I don't know why it's a coffin match, but fine. I think it's. it's you know, I think maybe because WWE might have uh, trademarked trademarked casket, casket match. I can't imagine they have that trademarked. You know, I don't but know. I don't know. I, by the way, I love the what was the one casket match? Undertaker versus uh, um, the the sumo guy. It's fucking awesome. Uh, anyway. yeah, 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 that's a great. By match. the way, mm -hmm. by the way, all right, Andy. So catch two two, and. Bullet Club War Juniors, all right? They have a title match at Wrestle Kingdom, correct? Yeah. All right, I'm sorting this out in my brain because my brain hurts. All right, and the stipulations for that match at Wrestle Kingdom are one fall, right? Mm -hmm. Normal, normal rules. Yep. All right, cool. And New Japan has never had a coffin match before, also. So I am just like, okay. Why don't you do that at the Wrestle Kingdoms? That'd be a cool, like, novelty. Why don't you do it there? Instead of some fucking rando end-of-the-year show that only idiots like us are watching because we're doing this. Like, what are you... I mean, well, I like the match, don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, isn't this, like, an end-of-a-feud thing? Not, like, the thing yeah. you do... Hey, we're on the road to this place. Yeah, let's have a... 
hardcore man. Let's bust out the steel cage, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but Luke, these shows, I, I don't know if both of them were, but I know the second one, I believe, or maybe it was this one. They were free on on New Japan World, so that might be why was. they wanted to do that. But it doesn't make sense to to have the exact match, you know, meaning members wise right before Wrestle Kingdom. So what ends up happening here is that TJP's like, we will fight you tomorrow, and we are booking the coffin match, you see. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's what he says, right? I ask for titles to be online. So, so anyway, the next night, they're going to have a team coffin match, which has another – we'll talk about it. Something else pops out in the middle of that match that's another gimmick that's like, okay, what? Like, but – I don't, I'm not mad these guys are wrestling, but of, no, any, it's great. of any of these matchups, any of these matchups we're previewing, it's the one that doesn't need a gimmick. You know? So, just my opinion, yeah. you know? Like, I'm already, I'm all, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm already invested, sold on this War Dogs Catch 2 2 feud. So, like, I didn't really need this. I was actually like, all right, we're going to get to talk about it on the second night. I like that match, by the way. And there's some gnarly shit in it. But a part of me was really looking forward to those two singles matches. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because you knew it was going to be the thing where it bled into the other one. And that's yeah. always fun. I get it. They want to do something different. I'm not mad about it no, at all. It's just, it's just a weird thing to shove in here all of a sudden. And it's not like... I okay, so here's a, here's a way to book that that would make a little more sense, right? You know, instead of TJP booking the match, how about War Dogs win? This match in, in by shenanigans and and or you know or whatever TJP and and his team wins, but after the match, but they win by some kind of like cheap roll up, and after the match, the War Dogs are like, hey, how about you know when, when our leader came in, he said we want to bring titles and, or bodies, but we want to bring both. Bang! So boom, you know we got the caskets. <laughs> now you got the connection. We're missing that part. Maybe that was said in backstage comments that we missed or something. It could be, you know. Dude, as soon as you said, like, I, oh, my God, he's leading up to titles bodies. I'm like, oh. They already have the titles, so now they're bringing the bodies, too. You know, it's like, okay, you know, I get it. But, yeah, no, that's that's pretty, yeah. Oh, wow. By the way, did you see Dan Maloney's pictures as far as the uh, the bodybuilding? Jesus fucking Christ, the guy needs to drink some water. His veins, like the blood in his body, is trying to the blood is trying to escape his body to seek moisture. <laughs> Drink some water, man. Damn. I I'm gonna shock the world here by letting you all know that I don't look up all of these. I like it's not as if it was like, hmm. You know what? I've seen a couple of these. Let's see if the whole roster has these. So I'm sorry, everyone. I'll let you all down that I don't know what all of these guys look like practically naked but uh, i've seen all desperado's butt yeah i mean everybody's butt why i mean i know why but what, i mean what? i'm just saying like i mean okay i'm not mad what am i complaining about anyway yeah i mean like there's a lot of fans out there that are just like having their dreams come true right now and then, i mean but butts are great yeah. you know what am i bitching about i like wrestlers butts and i cannot lie Mm -mm 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 -mm. And next we have Master Wato, Tomoaki Hanma. Hey, look, it's Hanma. And hey. Shooter Umino versus Sho, Ren Narita, and 
Oh, look, uh, it's Shooter with a Santa hat. But don't worry, he's a real badass. He looks so sad, though. He gets in the ring, and they have this shot of him just, like, with the Santa hat because he's mad because he has to face his, his, you know, guy that turned on him. But it's so funny looking. Like, if you were to tell me, like, I don't know, even before World Tag League, hey, Ren's going to betray Shooter. I would have been like, well, yeah, because the story's been they hate each other. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. And and even if he hadn't have left House of uh, joined House of Torture, I still would have believed that that would happen. <laughs> like, oh well, it's it's fine. Like, it's funny how like that's the big story, even though like it was done better twice before with different. I've mentioned it before. It doesn't matter. Wato Despi for life. Anyway, Shooter destroys Ren as soon as he gets the chance, of course. And uh, I really like the the Ren Shooter stuff. But we all know Honma's in this match. And I'm like, oh, man, you couldn't put Dick Togo in this match? Come on. There's an everything. Because, you know, I've got a soft spot for Honma. But uh, everything is evil. And Shooter, he starts getting stomped on. Uh, where's Wado and Homer? I think they've either left or they're laying out on the outside or something like that. So Shooter's by himself just getting stomped like no one's coming for the save. And, oh, shit. And actually, I'm going to th- say this is pretty cool because I, I did not expect this at all. But Kato Kimiya and Ryohai Iwo run out for the save and Shooter shakes Kato's hand uh, after like a million years of, should I do this? I'm like, he just saved you from the torture dudes. Like, yeah, shake his fucking hand. <laughs> but uh, I, I I really didn't expect that moment to happen. Like, all right, cool. Hey, uh, it, while you're on a signing spree, Miss Mr. New Japan. Hey, President New Japan, bring Kimiya in. At least I feel like New Japan could book him half decent, maybe. Yeah, I don't know when he, he's when gonna, he hits thirty five. He's been there over a lot over the past year. <laughs> no, nobody likes his booking. So. Um, so a couple things uh, with this match. One is that Ren Narita debuted new gear and new music, and he That's looked, right. he looked, uh, you know, like the fucking emperor, you know, from Star Wars. <laughs> That's what he looks like. It's so like the Kermit the Frog version. Yes, yes. Somebody tweeted that. I couldn't. Oh really? Remember. Yeah, somebody tweeted that. But uh, that was pretty good. Um, it was a wrestler that tweeted that too. I can't remember who. So, uh, but anyway, um, so he debuted new music, and then you know something else that was pretty cool is that this whole thing, like the you know a lot of the people that are in that crowd at Kurgan Hall come to Noah shows too. So when Kato Kiyomiya shows up, they're like, "Holy fuck!" You know, they lose their yeah. shit, and and they also know that this is to pimp. A, a match that's going to be on the big New Year yes, show for Noah, where it's like House of Torture versus a bunch of Noah guys, and you know Kato Kiyomiya and Shota Umino is going to be on that show too, which we will be covering that show. So um, that's pretty exciting. I thought this was a, a perfect preview for that, you know, show too. I like that. So yeah. Anyway, well, next, uh, Luke, we ha- yes. I was just going to say, uh, uh, speaking of wrestlers posting shit. Uh, Alex Cop, the Android. Fuck, I'll get that name sometime. One day, uh, the Android uh, tweeted out, uh, <laughs> "I beat the I, I beat the president of the G1." <laughs> so, 
So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Babe Kid uh, tweeted some funny shit out. A lot of people, you know, have been tweeting some funny stuff out. But uh, follow the anyway. war dogs on the Tweety. They're fucking hilarious because they're yeah, in character they're the whole funny, time. So. That's true. That's the best thing. Anyway, next match is Kojima and Desperado. Why is Iwato in this match? But we'll get him uh, uh, next time. So uh, versus Hiromu and Shingo. Um, so the juniors start, you know, obviously they're the previews. So we're going to see them start. It's pretty good. Shingo double teams and gets heat on Desperado, at, who's wearing big match boots, like brand new big match boots, by the way. So um, <clears throat> Shingo does a good job in these matches, like on both these nights, just being a complete asshole and still getting cheered. But like in that way that it's like, okay, because you're Naito's friend, but fuck you, dude, you know? It's pretty <laughs> cool. So, so uh, Mr. Bread tags in, and Hiromu spoils the elbow, and they boo the shit out of him. He's like, he's I like, I'm that. coming for you, bastard. He turns around, Hiromu knocks him off, and the whole crowd's like, boo! <laughs> That That's amazing, cool. too, because, like, I know LIJ are the, the, uh, supposed to be Brudos, but they get cheered out the ass by everybody. Yeah. And it's very rare that some of their heel tactics actually gets like mega heat. And uh, <laughs> apparently one of the things that gets LIJ mega heat is not letting Kojima do his elbow. Yeah, it's probably because they all fear a nut shot now after the punch. <laughs> <laughs> well, so does Hiromu. That's why he, you know, made yeah, him stop. Right. He was like, oh, no, I don't think so. I got a match in a few days. So anyway, <laughs> Shingo gets in a never fight with Mr. Bread. It's awesome. Pumping Bomber. And he gets pinned by Shingo, and there's a standoff between the juniors. And later on, Mr. Bread tweeted about this. He was very sad. He said something along the lines of, you know, it's been a long time since I've lost to one Lariat. You know, maybe it's time to go back to the drawing board. I'll do my best. You know, something like that. So, Yeah, I thought that. I'm like, you got pinned by the Never Champ, man. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm I mean, right with it. Yeah, it's just... I'm thinking to myself though, if I'm if I'm coaching, mind you, if that never champ was Tabatonga, I would have been like fucking. Yeah, I'd rather take the lariat than the uh, last of the dragon or made in Japan. Yeah, I can imagine Kojima at the back going, "Look, look, Shingo, I'm fucking 56, man. Let's just like, can you just pumping bomber me like Mm -hmm. once or twice, and we're good." He was probably like, "Well, let's do three. And Shingo was like, "How about how about two? And then he just did one to be a dick. So. <laughs> it's definitely an LIJ thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that's funny. All right, so next we have uh, Doki, Yuyumura, and Sonata versus Abushi, Yodasuji, and Tetsuya Naito. Man. I like uh, I like seeing Yuyumura, he just blanks Naito. He's like, yeah. I want Yoda Suji. So, uh, by the way, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure about the story they're trying to paint here because, like, the English commentators here, because they're trying to paint, like, I don't know. Uh, are they trying to paint Sonata as being this unemotional, boring dude? Because I'm just like, they've had the title on him for most of the year. I don't think you want to kind of sell him like that. He's just got a different way of expressing himself or something. But, uh, and, and especially when Sonata does something like I've wanted to see for ages and he doesn't do that often when he puts someone in a paradise lock and they stay in it for fucking ages. Yeah. So everyone's saying like all this shit about Sonata. Well, I, 
Oh, you came to see Naito wrestle, did you? Paradise Lock. <laughs> and he's in he's in that lock till the finish of the match too. So That's great. Fuck you. So uh I really like that. That's uh like I feel like Sonata's not the type of dude to say, I love you, man, or I'm sorry, but he is the type of guy to get you a box of chocolates or something cool, you know, that kind of thing. He's more actions than words. Yeah. Well, that's really I, I don't like I, I feel like that I didn't really listen to English commentary very closely, but I think I listened to it for this match and maybe a few others, and I didn't really like how they were talking about Sonata at all because they made it seem yeah. like oh like he, he's the underdog, and I guess he is going into it, but He's also like defended the title against a bunch of awesome wrestlers, including most of LIJ. So they didn't bring any of that up, you know what I mean? So, but this match is kind of telling a story a little bit too about maybe, you know, Yuya Yumura. He really wants to have a singles oh, match with yes. Suji, right? So, you know, that's kind of there's a lot of teasing there going on where they're going to wrestle, but no LIJ, fuck it up, and all that stuff. And man, the, the Kurrigan Hall crowd wants that match. More than they want anything else, I think. More than <laughs> anything else, they want that match because they go nuts anytime those two touch, and that was a lot of fun. Yuya Uramura so, is crying for that match, and I just want to say uh, Yuya pins Bushi, by the way, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and uh, Naito is still in the Paradise Lock, and fucking <laughs> Sonata puts his foot on him and holds the title up and celebrates while he's in the Paradise Lock. And I, I mean, is an underdog do shit like that? You know, I thought that was I really cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like his run's been pretty successful. If it wasn't, you know, I, don't, I don't think they would have let him have the title for this long, right? That would have yeah. been like, oh, it's not working. Let's get, but we we see with our Western eyes and being like, really, Sonata? Then over time, it's, I don't know. I feel like it, he works more in Japan than I do than maybe, say, internationally. Yeah. But when he works in Japan, he really, really Yeah, works. who cares about internationally, you know, right now? This Wrestle Kingdom's a... Show for that's right, Dan. you know, you got Daniel Bryson, Brian Danielson, whatever. I mean, what else you want? So, um, well, next, Luke, we have the match that I got up to watch live. Um, this is gonna be long, so strap in. It is, uh, <laughs> you know, whiskey on a pole ladder match, pretty much for the <laughs> Kapow Provisional Championship. It's Tai Chi versus Kanemaru. Now, before the match, we get some hip-hop music that plays, and Chumpy comes out and oversees setting up for the match. And it's so funny, dude. I mean, one of the, like, wrestling cliches is the guy climbs to the top of the ladder, and he can't unattach the fucking belt, right? The clip, he can't get it done. Chumpy can't get it clipped to raise it up. They got this, like, pole suspended between two different like lines you know coming from the ceiling and in the middle of it in the middle of it is a plastic bag that you can see right through in that is a bottle of whiskey he's going to attach that by like a climbing clasp and he just can't fucking do it (laughs) It takes a while so eventually they get it they raise it up and it works really well i mean like when you're looking at it when they're first setting it up you're like i don't know and but it worked perfect so anyway so the match uh, starts when the competitors come out, and it's just the two competitors that start the match. There's no sign of any members of just five guys or hot. So Kanemaru takes Taichi to the outside and goes right for the whiskey. And Chumpy helps steady the ladder while yelling at the combatants for using it. It's really good. Like He's like, hey, get off of there. But while he's doing that and pointing, he's got his foot on the bottom uh, rung trying to steady yeah. it. Oh, man. Ref Chumpy. He's good. 
That was fucking awesome, man. He does that quite a bit in the match, and it's it's excellent. So, but then the match kind of like grinds to a, a slow pace here at the beginning, where Kanemaru just keeps hitting Taichi with the ladder and then trying to get the whiskey, and that goes on for a while. There's a tug of war with the ladder, and that's really cool. And Taichi reverses the pressure, sending Kanemaru into the corner by the ladder, and uh, Taichi gets several uh, gets gets uh, a new ladder and very kindly attacks Kanemaru with it. So. Uh, Kanemaru gets back in uh, in control by using a ladder on Taichi's kicking leg while he's climbing the second ladder. So Taichi's climbing up the ladder to try to get the whiskey. And, oh, <laughs> by the way, the rule is you can use the whiskey if you're the one that gets it. If you didn't get it, you can't use it. That's kind of, you know the whiskey bomb. No, no, so, no, 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 right. no, no, no. <laughs> right. So and uh, anyway, so Taichi's climbing up the ladder. Kanemaru swings a ladder at him, <laughs> hits him in the leg. <laughs> Shit was great. So uh, I really enjoyed that. But uh, Kanemaru gets the whiskey first. Here he is. And he takes two long drags off the bottle. Um, and he missed Taichi as he's trying to climb up the ladder to get him. Uh, so Taichi catches Kanemaru hitting a flying nothing off the ladder, though. And Taichi tries to use the whiskey bottle. But that's against the rules. And Chumpy's like, no. And he picks it up and walks over and calmly gives it back to Kanemaru. Now listen, Chumpy. That's not the rule. The rule isn't he's the only one that can touch it. It's the only he's the only one that can use it as a weapon. So you should have taken it from Tai Chi and then been like, "Hey, we walk over here calmly and hand it to the heels." So. Maybe he's really illustrating the point. You can't use this. Let me show you how this works. <laughs> he uses this Tai Chi. No, no, no. Oh man, well that was really funny. So uh, that happens, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he has to get the whiskey back, Kanemaru. And whiskey, you know, uh, Kanemaru, of course, has the age-old, you know, thing that he uses, which he's already begun, which is a little bit of fuck your leg, his his favorite tactic. So he goes with that. Taichi's kicky guy, so it makes a lot of sense. Taichi gets real mad though after some shitty kicks from Kanemaru. Figure four. <laughs> Um, and that's that leads to a big double down or after a big double down for a rope break. Whiskey gets poured into Tai Chi's face, so he spits it back at Kanemaru, and that's legal, I guess. That's okay. So, you know, basically he poured it in his face, but he captured someone in his mouth, used that as mist. That's allowed. He can't use the whiskey bottle. So Tai Chi's not allow this. Yeah, Tai Chi's on top after uh, you know he gets the whiskey bottle and Chumpy tries to stop him, but just walks around like selling and yelling like like so he like grabs the bottle and just starts walking around with it going ah like that. It's weird, but anyway, Tai Chi drops the bottle and hits the biggest dangerous suplex of all time. <laughs> it was insane. He goes for Black Mephisto, Loved but it. the light lights go out. Little problem here, somebody fuck this up because the lights go out and they're still in the like i'm gonna pick you up for black mephisto uh you know position well chumpy is gonna do some stuff while the lights are out and and house of torture obviously gonna do some stuff and some asshole at ringside like has their phone light out or something because you can see what's going on and that's not usually the case so that was disappointing they fucked up the lights out thing but is what it How is that fan got ejected <laughs> yeah, so bearing skeleton or something. <laughs> so house torture, take out Chumpy. They attack, and Dick Togo 
hits, he gets the ladder in the ring. They hold Tai Chi upside down and he climbs one rung and looks at the crowd, climbs another rung, looks at the crowd. <laughs> I was like, boom, no, giant karate chop off the fucking ladder. <laughs> it's really funny. So, And then Yujiro and Ren run out and they have two handles of whiskey. Now, Luke, in Australia, is that like, okay, so we have a fifth of whiskey, which is the average bottle of whiskey. That's the bottle of whiskey that um, Kanemari normally has. The bigger one, we call a handle. What do you call that? A liter. A liter. There you go. Yeah, that's we call it a handle for some reason. But anyway, uh, so they bring out two fucking liters. So they got these giant bottles of whiskey, right? Oh, man, this shit is ridiculous. <laughs> so they fill a bucket up with whiskey, right? And they try to drown Tai Chi in the bucket. They're basically waterboarding him. This is fucking amazing. I... So, just five I wanted guys. I my nutshot match, but I'm happy with this at big time. Just five guys run in for the save. Triple plunches on all the House of Torture guys on all the different sides of the ring. And then a nasty looking axe bomber from Tai Chi. Then another one. Bridging dangerous suplex for two. The crowd. They chant Taichi's name as Kenamar slips some, uh, you know, a little, some, uh, it says real up attempts. I don't know what that means. But anyway, those, low blow, while Marty is distracted and a brain buster for two from Kanemaru, Kanemaru lays Taichi on the ladder and hits a fucking very safe but awesome looking moonsault right onto him on the ladder. Great. He busts the ladder up, climbs the ladder for what must be a huge flying nothing, and here it is, huge flying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Tai Chi bumps doing the patented Sonata accidental low blow. So what happens is, is that, you know, uh, Kanemaru goes for the big flying nothing off the ladder and Tai Chi just falls on his back like like, <laughs> like Sonata used to do, you know. So, uh, you know, he used to do that to Tai Chi. <laughs> and they were, you know, yeah, that's right. stuff. So anyway, he does that to, uh, you know, Kanemaru. Dick Togo distracts Marty with the bucket and this spot gets botched timing-wise because Taichi, he kicks the bucket, sending whiskey everywhere, right? But it's it takes way too much time, and, like, everybody's just staying there for a minute. Super kick, Black Mephisto, Taichi wins. Yay! Timing on the finish is real bad, but I don't care. Taichi wins. He is the 2023 Provisional King of Pro Wrestling Champion. No. And, he get, and he gets a fucking trophy. It's not provisional anymore. He is the King of That's Pro true. Wrestling a title that uh, he deserves. He's the Holy Emperor and the King of Pro Wrestling 2023. <laughs> I can imagine you, even though you knew like Taichi was winning, you just marking the fuck out that your boy is the King of Pro Wrestling. I didn't know he was going to win. You know, I mean, I didn't. I didn't necessarily know. Yeah, you, uh, yes, but uh, um, they don't do juniors beating heavies that often. That's the that's no. the only thing. But, but yeah, a son of a bitch, and he's got a lot of help. Oh, motherfucker! And show beat him, and you know. So I'm just saying, you yeah. know. I wonder what hey. if uh, if Tai Chi's just gonna keep feuding with House of Torture guys. <laughs> just who's next? <laughs> Which guy's next? You know, for Tai Chi. But but uh, what did you think of like that match in general? And also, what did you think of the cleanup job afterwards? That was fascinating to watch. <laughs> Have to get the uh, the fucking mops and shit out to get the, yeah, the thing clean and everything. Didn't take too long. It was uh, 
nice and breezy. Like I remember those for years. They just have intermissions during shows and stuff. So it was actually kind of nice to have a little break. I didn't even see all of the cleaning. I'm like, what are oh. they doing? Oh, they're cleaning all the alcohol. Uh, they switched the canvas. I'm gonna go get alcohol. Yeah, they, <coughs> they did. It. Yeah, they yeah. peeled it off and switched it. And now you what? Know, at WWE and AEW shows, the way they do it, they just have like five canvases they put on at the beginning, and then they just pull one off, and you got a new canvas. You know, yeah. uh, but but New Japan pulled off the the old one, put on the new one, and they had to dry all the padding underneath, and it was just fun to watch. I like that. <laughs> It's uh, do you reckon the the mats are absorbent enough so if Moxley bleeds, it doesn't bleed through to all five mats? It's all right, vapor barrier, blood barrier, <laughs> you know. So, uh, <clears throat> all right, so you took wonderful long notes for that match, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm here to inform you that uh, I have some pretty gnarly notes for this uh, main event as well. This, ma- this match was really good, right? I mean, people are freaking it. out about it. I don't know if it was as amazing as everybody says it was, but it was very good, you know? I mean, like, it's not going to end up on my 2023 top 10 list, best of years, end of year spectacular, because, you know, yeah. I've already done that. You already did that, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, might be a... It's sort of, I liked it. Like, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not going to go gaga over it, but I did love certain portions. Anyway, it is Greater Cobb. Greater Cobb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's o- Great Khan o- on the Cobb. Cobb on the Khan? There you go, with Nare <laughs> versus the dream team of Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii. <clears throat> I like this part. Uh, Cobb tries to get into Okada's head a bit at the start of the match, and it works. He catches a drop kick, does a stalling suplex, he, like puts him in a stalling suplex position, and then just chucks him. Like, god damn. So, <laughs> someone doesn't care that a card is a top guy. Top guy. Wow. Just fucking dumb. It's going to chuck this guy. Cobb plays. Cobb then gets like a card draped like over his knee or something and just plays fucking guitar just to taunt Tanahashi. That's pretty fucking funny. Then Chaos triple team Jeff Cobb like heels. So, uh, all right, they're going there. Tano gets his revenge and guitars and Cobb. To booze. <laughs> wow. President Tanahashi's got heat with Corrigan for uh, p- daring to play guitar on Jeff Cobb. <laughs> we get uh, Cobb beating the shit out of Ishii and then uh, the Empire take over. <clears throat> they wail. And <laughs> they wail until Cobb's back and then, uh, like, they wail on Ishii. Or, you know, Greater Khan does, Hanari does, then Cobb comes back in. And Ishii's like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm going to lean into the strikes. And then he just fucking crumples like a paint, like a, like Ric Flair would, just, but just like a heavier sack of shit than uh, Ric Flair would. <laughs> it's amazing. I really like, <laughs> I really like that. Uh, Ishii, Ishii finally hits Cobb with, uh, by the way, like on the Dream Team side, they're all good, but there's one MVP <laughs> here. And uh, dare I say it, there is for the... Uh, Empire voice too, and uh, we'll get to those two gentlemen in a minute. But uh, <laughs> Ishii hits uh, Cobb with a suplex. Tanner dragon screws Cobb in the corner, and then he does a Canadian version on Hanare. <laughs> I love seeing Cobb turning a sling blade into a spin cycle. Uh, and then, and then we got a whole portion here where Great Okan and Kazuchika Okada proceed to tear it up. 
Yeah. And we we say this every now and again, like what's it's a it's 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 a big match. So like a big match, Greater Khan, he might pull out move out we haven't seen for a while or never seen before. He's pulling out all these fucking torture rack submission slams on on Kazuchika Okada, and they look awesome. Oh, the first one's more like a torture racky kind of thing, but yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Ishii breaks up a bridging suplex and gets uh, triple kicked in the face for his cr- troubles. Greater Khan, <laughs> <laughs> Greater Khan, and Hanare. Then, oh my god, like. I'm, I'm sure Tanahashi's fine and they took care of him, but just the visual of this, I'm just like, oh, fuck, he can't protect himself. Hanare and uh, Great Khan, they grab Tanahashi's ankles and wrists and hold him down, and then uh, Jeff Cobb does a standing moonsault on him, and I'm just like, okay, fucking ouch. <laughs> Say there's only one awkward part of this match, and uh, it might be... Uh, after a torture act stretched by Greater Khan on a Carter, there's like a like Greater Khan's in the ring and he's surrounded by the chaos dudes. Or I know Tanis Huntai, but it doesn't matter. Same thing. So that's a little awkward. But they try to figure out like, wait, what's our fucking triple thing again? Uh, who cares? It, it doesn't last too long. <laughs> yeah, and there's a uh, <clears throat> there's a high elbow on. Great Okan by Okada, which looked fucking awesome as well. He came out and hot. He came high. That was awesome. There's a he calls for rain. The freaking crowd goes wild. Here we go. We got the other torture racky kind of move. The sidewinder, I think uh Mr. Ranger called it. Ishii oh. and Great Okan. Yeah. Hmm. Here's a really cool gut wrench on Ishii. And then we get probably my the, the, the time of the match I've been waiting for the most. Because I'm a never dude. I like seeing never dudes do never shit. And I get it. It's Hanare Ishii time. And pretty much when these two gentlemen tag in, there's no more tags. And <laughs> this is a New Japan stable. And I don't, I don't mind it. Because, look, you look at the Dream Team. Who's the most pinnable? Mm, yeah, it's Ishii. Though Tanahashi can be pretty pinnable sometimes. But it is Ishii. Uh... Well, on the Empire side, you probably could have chosen a greater Khan or Hanari. No offense, gentlemen. I'll be both. But I guess they went the Hanari route in this route. So here you've got two guys, you know, you know, Okada's probably not getting pinned. Tanahashi, yeah. Cobb, probably not. So this ups the stakes. You know, you've, it's like why, it's why Ishii, uh, not Ishii, Yoshihashi ends a lot of his tag matches because, you know, he stank mm-hmm. butter and he's probably going to lose. <laughs> Right? Oh my god, there's a thunder bomb on Ishii straight away. Back suplex by Ishii. Pandemonium hits. Like everyone just does their shit. There's a huge double down as everyone takes each other out. And then I Ishii. Dragon suplex on Hanare. Stiff there's some stiff strikes and then a gnarly power bomb on Hanare as well, which looked fucking ouch. Greater Khan and, and Cobb help Hanare powerbomb Ishii for two. Akata breaks it up. Tanahashi. Oh, and I thought this would figure more into the finish more, but I, f- I feel like they're playing maybe a little bit of the long game for this uh, Ishii Tana feud. Yeah. It, it, I, like, we. I was starting to feel like, is this just fantasy dream book shit? Are they actually going to do something about this? One day. 
but then, uh, it might be Tana a year from now, you know? That's right. Then Tanahashi accidentally swats Ishii because Hanare ducks. And I'm like, all right, I don't need to see the whole feud play out right now. But uh, right, <laughs> hopefully you're laying some, some groundwork there. I'm like, all right, Rampage for two. I start getting really excited. There's headbutts by Ishii, which ends when Hanare just knees him right in the fucking face. Streets of Rage, no... These two guys just pretty much beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Like <clears throat> some of them, like I, I, I know, I know they're probably fine, but some of those, some of these bumps, some of these headbutts and shit, and I'm just like, "Are you okay? Are you okay, boys? <laughs> no, they keep getting up." By the way, that second rampage tackle that uh, Hanare puts on, yeah, dude, fucking. Huge! Oh my god! And I'm marking out because I'm like, oh my god, put some gold on this man, please, please. <laughs> like the dream team don't need those belts. And I mean, I I know it's only the same belts, but we live in a, a, a world where <sighs> Yoshihashi's a three-time tournament winner and a multi-time champion in two different divisions: the stank belts and the tag team. But yeah. It was still <laughs> I have not seen gold on, on, on Hanare, and I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. And I want to see him do stuff with uh, with uh, Great Khan as well. So I'm getting pretty excited, and I'm getting pumped up because they're making me believe that Hanare is actually going to beat the shit out of Ishii and, and get the win. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it to happen. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Brain Buster, and I love Ishii, by the way. Brain Buster. Boo! <laughs> it's like fuck you, man. But uh, not only that, like these two men didn't just do lots of stiff strikes and stuff. I'm pretty sure between them both, they did all of the different types of suplexes, almost all of them, and I loved every <laughs> second of that. Uh, so, yeah, oh, Hanare, what a performance! He's Put him in the never division, please. He's amazing in it. I mean, you know, he kind of is. I mean, he always shines when he's facing those kinds of guys and has since he's been in New Japan. That was when we were like, okay, do this. You know, we used to be like, why? We don't really get this guy. And then he'd have a match like with Ishii or, you know, someone like that. And we'd be like, hey, this is what this guy needs to be doing. So yeah. we got a big dose of that here. And it was awesome. I thought one of the spots that was really cool is that Hanari goes up in the corner for the high knee and Ishii grabs his knee and turns it into the folding power bomb. And like, they, right. you know, it's like peanut butter and jelly, man. You know that it's like so awesome. So there was so many good things from this and it was nice to see, you know, uh, Tanahashi and Okada going full out for the most part. It, you know, I thought Okada was really bumping around in this match early and oh, stuff. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Stank Belt Championship staying on the dream team. You know, they're they're rubbing their dream, you know, roses on the Stank Belt oh, to try to make them smell good. Okada's leaving and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Mind well, they, would, they wouldn't keep the Stank Belts on him if he's leaving. I know, right? I know, dude. That's I'm going to write that down. That's important. Clickety-clack. So, um I have to now, believe I know Okada will do the right thing if he if he leaves. Unlike you, machine gun fuckface. I'm still mad at him. Christ. Okay. I'm still mad. Oh, well, no. Luke, 
Don't fuck with my never belt. God damn it. Yeah. That was the end of the first uh, Road to Tokyo Dome show. And we sure got another is. one that was at Kurgan Hall's well. Same crew. We even got, you know, Ref Chumpy Jr. in the house again. And we also have Masked Horse Shenanigans to start the show again, where he comes out on a horse and does all the gift shenanigans. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you got to go back and watch that, but it was kind of fun. You know, uh, we got the big video uh, again, you know, best of 2023. I enjoyed watching that. And uh, are you, would you like to take the first match? Or would you like me to talk about Makabe? Look, dude, it won't matter because both the first two matches pissed me off with their finishes. So let me just start with, uh, uh, yeah, I'd rather talk about Yo, to be honest. All right, so the first match was Makabe and Young Lion versus Kojima and Young Lion. So uh, Walker Texas Stewart says the Young Lions are guaranteed to get a win this match. No, but okay. Uh, Kojima spams the pin on... Uh, these are the, the two new Young Lions. I don't really know their names that well. So uh, one of the Young Lions gets uh, you know the pin spammed on him by Kojima. It's pretty funny. And because we have Chumpy Jr. refing this match, he's also trolling the ref. So uh, that's funny. <laughs> the crowd is on fire for this, though, because they want to see these Young Lions win. Makabe, this is really funny. Him and Brad, they duke it out. Marishima, which is one of the names I got, he wants in. And Kojima foolishly runs them both right into a double clothesline. Like, he tags in the Young Lions like, oh, great, come on in. We're going to double clothesline Makabe. It'll definitely work, you know. And, it, of course, it doesn't work. Um, you know, it was pretty funny. Uh, you think Ma Makabe sends DMs to Tony Khan all the time about the use of the double clothesline in AEW, um, but Tony Khan's never read them, you know. All completely unread. Yeah, it's even yeah, like, I don't think oh, yeah. so. So Mach, over there. we got we got to get Mach Bay a big win, you know, in the lead up to Wrestle Kingdom of sort, of course. And uh, he grabs out a young lion for the win. All right, all right. That's that's that is the finish. That is exactly as you described. There's mm -hmm. a little bit more to it than that that made me laugh. Oh, but by the way, we got Mr. Bread with uh, Katsuya Murashima, and Makabe is with uh, Shoma Kato. Uh, I feel like Shoma Kato got ripped off, even though his team won, because I'd much rather, I'd much rather team with Mr. Fucking Bread, to be honest. Why? If you're on Mockbase team, you're probably going to win. You know? Well, if you're not, you're taking the pin, though. So yeah. Because I'd rather fucking chill with Mr. Bread, even if I'm getting my ass kicked, than uh, hang out with Makabe and feel like a winner. <laughs> it's, it's like, yep. But uh, the finish here is funny, because uh, Makabe is just like, I'm, 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 I'm going to grab this this young kid, Mirashima. And he is. And Kojima gets in and starts hitting him, going, hey, break up the hold. Break up the hold. And then Shoma Kato comes in. Kojima easily handles it and throws him out. And then what? rather than keep punching Makabe to break up the hold, he exits the ring yeah. to go beat up Shoma Kato some more. And meanwhile, as he's doing that, Murashima taps out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just like, hey, you're, you're online. You figure it out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, both Makabe and Mr. Bread were having a bit of fun with the Young Lions in this match too because they, they're green as fuck. Not a bad way. They're just, they're just new. So uh, I feel like both men were having a bit of fun with that. All right, so our next match is the Masked Horse and Masked Bolton, Mr. Guy, and they're versing uh, fucking Yo. And Torianu. By the way, uh, 
Masked Bolton is almost unmasked by Toriano, which is <laughs> not on. Chris is like, hey, he could get disqualified. And it's like, no shit. Yes, he, yes, 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 he could. Masked Horse, what was he doing? Dude, what was he doing in the corner? What, what was that? Well, he was uh, – so we know that um, – Yo has a urine problem. You know, he has to pee all the time. He's incontinent. And so it turns out that Masked Horse knows that as well. We suspect that he learned that from Show. And, uh, you know, Show's been running around backstage telling everybody about that. And anyone. <laughs> but, but here's the weird thing you'd think Show knows about it because of them tagging together. But no, he knows about it because he read the diary. So anyway, you know, he would, uh, <laughs> Mast Horse has Yo in the corner and he starts pushing on his bladder. It looks like he's grabbing his dick, but really he's pushing on his bladder. So that's what he was doing. I'm glad you were there to see the, the, the distinction. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for helping me with that. Mast Horse then starts whipping Yano with a crop, which is, which makes me laugh. And then, uh, the, the ref's like, no, 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 no. So Mask Force is like fine and then stuffs the crop into his tights. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Yano makes him run. I'm like, all right, Mask Horse can, it's got a bit of a gallop on him. <laughs> yeah. No. Here we go. Thank you. Yeah. Just get the two coconuts together, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Like the Monty Python movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yo crops Bolton, oh, sorry, uh, Masked Bolton's ass quite a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's right, Masked Bolton gets some uh, revenge by cropping Yo's butt a little bit and then just going you know, like, man, that's boring. I'm just going to gut wrench you until you piss yourself. <laughs> gut -wrench, gut -wrench. Oh, my God. The bladder pressure from that move. Oh, oh my, my God. It's genius. You know, when you ask someone how much you can bench, like they'll give you a weight. And uh, Mars Bolton's just like, uh, I can bench a Honma or a <laughs> or insert. Oh, I can bench a Kojima because I've seen him do the gut wrench thing on Kojima as well. Holy, he can bench yo. And then the follow up question is, well, is his bladder full or not? And Mars <coughs> Bolton looks at you and says, what do you think? Yeah, bench. let's look. Then, then the horrible happens. And I'm just like, do you want me to enjoy wrestling, New Japan? Because I just watched Makabe win. Oh, look, yeah, Yo just pins Master Bolton. Poor Master Bolton. Who could possibly care? Boo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, who could possibly care? There was something shocking. I don't know if you caught this, that Chris said during this match. He said that he has heard a rumor, maybe from show, we don't know, that Mass Bolton was trained by Max the Max, which I found to be shocking. So but that's what he wow. said. Does that mean? Uh, does that mean he's been training with real swords? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. <laughs> Next, Luke, we have a match that I gotta say I kind of like the preview uh, match better with this one, but this one was really good. It was Ishii versus Newman, and like, okay, this is a really important match for Newman. All right, because this is his first singles match in New Japan that I'm aware of, and it's the only chance, like, it's the end of the year. The crowd's like, Newman going to get his first win? You know what I mean? That's that's what everybody's thinking, right? So we hear Newman's music for the first time, I think. I think maybe we've heard it before when he one time pinned a young lion or something in a multi-man tag, but I don't know. Probably not. So Ishii dominates Newman and shows that do his dominance through the language of Brabs. 
a painful language. She kind of works the lower back a little bit. And uh, Newman hits a monster drop kick in the corner that was so awesome. He even gets a lariat on Ishii for two. Ishii counter speed with power. And Newman really, like, I got to say something about him. So, you know, no one ever talks about this because people don't really like it. But at the same time, it's kind of part of wrestling is slapping the leg. Right. It's part of mm. wrestling. And, you know, I know it's not something that you want every strike to be that way. But like one of the reasons the Young Bucks are great is because they're really good at that. I mean, excellent. They do it in a way where it sounds like the guy's getting hit twice. Like you kick someone in the jaw. You hear two slaps. You hear the slap of the kick and his teeth like hitting the top. You know, it's like this crazy sound. Right. And Newman is excellent at slapping the leg, man. Excellent. Like, his timing is beautiful, and you don't even see him do it. It's tremendous. So I thought, uh, I, you know, I just had to point that out because some of his kicks and his strikes look so good because of the good timing with that. So he hits a fucking triangle moonsault to the outside on Ishii. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Newman fires up, but he runs right into a lariat for two. Reverse tree of woe that kind of almost gets botched. Like, he kind of like Ishii like launches him out of the ring, but it's supposed and to be he like jumps up, up a little too high as well. Yeah, I, I think he was supposed to jump to the second rope or the or the top rope, but what ends up happening is, is he's tree of woe, but on the outside, and so he has to like get help back in from Ishii, so, so they can keep going. And that was kind of funny. So a uh, big slap from Newman, and he hits a huge missile drop kick off the top, and uh, here he goes. He's powering up, but uh, drop kick. Power up Spanish fly for two. That was awesome. Um, and the crowd is just fucking losing their mind because, like I said, they think Newman's going to win. And fuck Ishii. You know what I mean? Like he's in that asshole tag team with the stank belts. You know, fuck him. So it just bridging... pissed me off too by pinning Hanaro the night before. Right. So fuck, yeah, go Newman. <laughs> bridging suplex for two from Newman. Os cutter from Newman. And it's a big Os cutter. And everybody's freaking out. And uh, he gets that for a very, very, very close near fall. Something we didn't mention before that I just have to throw in here real quick is one of the things that made the Ishii versus Hanari stuff so good in that other match and that in the Stank Belt Championship match was because he like both guys were doing the 2.9999999 kick out. It's oh so God. well. It happens a couple times in this match. You know, Ishii's doing it for him, and that's pretty cool. So Newman tries a fucking Phoenix splash, but it doesn't work. Big strikes back and forth, reversals galore, and near falls for uh, a near fall for Newman. He gets a couple. It's really great here. It's the it's what you want. It's the end of an awesome New Japan match where there's just all these counters and near falls and all kinds of stuff going on. It's so good. Brainbuster. Ishii wins, but huge Newman chant after the match. So I mean, I don't know. Big coming out party for him. Hopefully he's sticking around. If we're going to see him in singles matches, he's got to be in best of super juniors, right? I mean, if that's if he's a junior, you know, he's got to be in there. I don't mind where he turns up if he's going to do matches like this. It was a perfect no, as you said. You know, he nearly gets dumped on his head in a tree of row <laughs> on the outside. I don't know. It's fine. Like, for his first, like, big singles match in Corican Hall, apart from that one moment, yeah, it looks stiff as fuck, but Ishii looked after him and... He showed off some really awesome skills like that fucking moonsault was amazing. The Oz Carter was really cool too. Yeah, I really like Callum in this. So more more singles matches, please. So, you know, I'm not surprised Ishii won. I always knew he was going to win. Like What? Yeah. Come on. How did you know? He does have the, the 
the respected and cherished stank belts. So, yeah, but I do, I did like uh, that the Corican crowd was like, hey, all right, that was really good. So we'll change your name for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. They like, I mean, Corican yeah. Hall. They love the underdog, especially Doki. So, I mean, they just absolutely love the underdog. They want them to win no matter who they are. I'm telling you, that one of the best times ever is that match where it's Captain New Japan versus Okada. And the crowd is like, fuck Okada. Fuck him. We want Captain New Japan to be in his for the title. So everybody knows Captain New Japan has no chance at all. <laughs> and they chant his no name. No chance. Like their lives depend on it. It's great. That's right. Yeah, well, so uh, next we have uh, the Young Lion Bros, that is Yudo Nakashima, and Oscar Loeb versus the Fisherman. And the Young Lions, they don't want to wait. They just get up in, their, in uh, the champ's faces and just start whooping ass. What's my favorite thing in this whole match, everyone? Oh, it's not only seeing Yoshihashi get brabbed. It's Yudo Nakashima going like, I'm going to do a fucking Tenzan brab on this motherfucker right here. <laughs> he did. That's great. And I'm just like, you're going to pay for that in a minute. But, uh, man, I love that. Uh, it, uh, yeah, that was really cool. This is short match, though. Young young Lions, they, they put on a good showing, but Shoto <sighs> and Yoshi wins. But, yeah. I was with the Corican crowd. I, I, I want the Young Lions to win this match. Yay. But they're not going to. I think this was like a showcase for the Young Lions, though, man. Yeah. Fishermen were like, brother, we're going to bump all over for you. Well, that's what Goto said. Yoshihashi said, ah! <laughs> that's all he can say, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he was trying to talk to the Young Lions, and Goto stepped in front and said, no, I'll do this. Don't worry. Um, so, uh, you know, I – <laughs> <laughs> so they're bumping all over the place trying to make these guys look awesome. And obviously, again, there's no way these guys are going to get this win. But the crowd doesn't give a fuck. It's like the same thing, you know, like we were just talking about with Captain New Japan. Crowd's like, fuck you, fishermen. We want these guys, you know. In fact, crowd's kind of anti-chaos lately. So, and I'm all about it. You know, they like Naito. Everybody else can fuck off except for Young Lions and Naito. You know, so. And maybe Naito's <laughs> friends. Maybe. Well, yeah, you know, except Shingo when he fucks around. So, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which he does a lot. It's fun. So, this next match, Luke, was fun because we had Bushi and Hiromu, a little preview action versus the team of Desperado and Master Hoato. I need, I knew you'd be happy. The boys are back together. There's a really Ooh. cool entrance thing. So Desperado does a thing where he's on hard cam and he does the splits and rolls into the ring, right? They do this cool shot from the roaming cam where he's in the foreground and behind him, Master Watto's doing his, ah, my hand, I am Watto. You know, he's doing that thing and it looks really cool. And those guys look more like a team than they ever have. So uh, there was no bullshit about t-shirts. There was nothing. We're out here to wrestle. We're a tag team now. So I like that. I don't know how long that's going to last, but uh, what do you think of that uh, part of this loop? I really liked it. And Watto's not even pushing the T-shirt thing anymore. He's yeah. just like, well, he tucked it into his thing one time. We're good. Mm-hmm. You know, All so, that's uh, over, you know? Now they're a team now. And yes, this it's still the dork and the cool one, but it works. I don't know. 
I love it. I want more. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's pretty great. So, so that uh, anyway. So this match, uh, what do we got here? We got the uh, good preview shit from the champ and number one contender, of course, Lij. They isolate Watto and destroy him. And Bushi hates Watto. So. Watto has to bump all over the place in this match, you know, and it, it's tough, but he does a really good job. So <laughs> Desperado gets in finally, uh, and he faces off with Hiromu, and they get some great fuck your leg action, including the hanging version of the numero dos, the like Joshi hanging version. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. So they absolutely kill each other. And then they get tired of killing each other, and they tag in Bushi and Watto, and they wrestle for a bit. It's very good. Those guys have always had good matches. Remember, Bushi versus Watto was the first time that we were like, hmm, Master Watto. First time, you yep. know, it was like in Best of Super Juniors. That was the first time we ever, like, kind of got him as a wrestler. So that was cool. Watto dodges the MX, and we get a bunch of roll-up near falls. And then Watto pins Bushi with a jackknife pin with these, where he's, like, holding both of Bushi's arms at the same time. Fucking A. That was, not only was that, like, a a, a sneaky win, like, like a smart win, but it was like a strong win too. It was a powerful pin that he did. And he fucking pinned Bushi. Bushi was so mad. But here's the problem. Chris Charlton acts like Watto's win is meaningless. And he continues to just trash Watto. And it's like, what the fuck? The dude just beat Bushi. And he's all, he won best of Super Juniors, man. Let's not train the new guy to bury Watto, please. But that's... You know, that's what we're doing here. That pissed me the fuck off. I care about Watto, okay? I know, yeah. Same. I care about what you say about it. So. Look, uh, if he's cool enough to team with El Desperado, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a dog? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so am I. I do a wrestling podcast, but, you know, Watto's an even bigger dog. Talk shit about his shenanigans <clears throat> outside the ring. If you want to talk shit about him, talk about how you don't you don't understand what, about his obsession with the color blue. You don't understand with his obsession with riding a bike. Make fun of that. Don't make fun of anything that he does in the ring. Ah! Yeah, I feel like the the time for the the time has passed on the man. Watto's dumb because like did you said, did you did you say that much? Like that was emphatic. Like that wasn't dumb. You know, uh, I agreed. It's yeah. <laughs> that match was good though. It's good oh, by the way, it would be remiss if I didn't mention it, even though we the match we talked about was like an eight hour, hour ago. But mm -hmm. oh yeah, Renarita. Oh look, he's got a new look and new music. Oh yeah, wow. I fucking said Kamatonga. it. Oh jeez, enough. <laughs> Cut through to your all right. I'll hey, thank <laughs> God he's not on the the right. like preview tags. Yeah. You know, because I, I mean, brother, I'm a, like had enough of that. But, we, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe him and Shingo will have the best match ever and we will change our minds and we'll love him forever. I don't know. I hope Shingo wins in five minutes. Anyway, next, <laughs> Shingo will never have a five minute match because he's like no. too, way too giving. But, 10 to 12, uh, you know. That's, that's right. <laughs> That's right. The, the wrestler's like, let's have a 30-minute match, Shingo. And Shingo's like, yeah, let's go for 20 minutes. And then he does it. Let's put 30 minutes in 10 to 12 minutes. That's what he says, you know, because they put – it's always like, man, him versus Cobb, it's fucking 25-minute match in like 14 minutes. So, you know. I feel like uh, I'm starting to believe that uh, 
Shingo is not someone you want to haggle with before a match. <laughs> you want to get more. Suddenly you've gotten less, and he's pinned your ass. So, uh, yeah, be like you did with Kojima earlier. Kojima <laughs> was trying right. to do Lariat Kojima math with him, and it didn't work out in his favor. You didn't add Kurt Angle to the mix. That's why. That's what you've got to do. In, in every uh, wrestling math formula, <laughs> add a bit of Kurt Angle to the mix. He's so, the uh, X factor, yeah. That's right. Oh, wait, oh, that's Ren's finisher. Which, by the way, I did notice that <laughs> we're about to talk about Catch-22 versus War Dogs. I did notice that Akira's still doing the X factor. Like, remember, he does like a super X factor, and he used he to does, straight up do yeah. it. He's still fucking doing it. It's like, yo, you dealing with it twice. That's right. You can't escape the X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Mr. Guy is right. It is Catch 2 2, that is Francesco Akira and TJP versus the War Dogs Junior Division, that is Clark Connors and, uh, and Driller Baloney. I'm sorry. Like, that's, that's in my funny. head now. Were, were you clear <clears throat> on how this match was going to work? No. They brought out two coffins. They said it's a coffin match. But we don't know if both guys have to, you know what I mean? We, we were never really told like how that just was going to work, right? Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I love having the seeing the refs have to carry out the coffin. That makes me laugh and set it up. And and as soon as I saw them putting it on two Japanese tables, I'm just like, oh fuck, someone's gonna die for real. <laughs> That's funny. Look, there is. I know, I know this is a free show, so you'll you'll get a couple of matches where people go needlessly hard because they're like, "Hey, it's free. We want eyes on this. Come watch Wrestle Kingdom." I understand that. Didn't didn't really expect some really well timed bonkers shit that I got in this match. Like you get all sorts of really cool spots. It's, it's bonkers. There's like a really cool double spear spot, and then there's like a really cool spot, a double spear where Clark Connor spears both men. But there's also a really cool spot where. TJP and Akira, they're on the corners. They're about to go for fireballs. Both uh, World Club boys duck it, and then they hit stereo spears, things like that. I think like that there's a lot of really cool timing in this match. Like I even get to see one of my favorite suplex backdrop suplexes, that, and it's TJP. It's the one where someone tries to kick him. He grabs a leg, kind of flows under it, like really smooth as silk, and then just goes bang. Ah. He does that all the time, but uh, I need to mention it because I fucking love that move. <laughs> and <clears throat> that's like the first portion of the match. And I feel like this is, wow, this is high work rate nuts. Like, oh, holy shit, I'm in for a treat here. And then they, then they both the teams decide, let's ramp it up. I'm like, you sure? It's an end of year show before Christmas. Like, you don't have to, man. Like, it's fine. No, let's bring out the Bullet Club boys, bring out dog collar, a dog collar, and they collar up catch two two together and th there's some spots with them both chained up together and all that but then there's some spot that makes me go oh holy fuck are you all right clark connors because they catch two two go to do the you know the clothesline with the chain thing and the chain fucking snaps on clark's neck i'm like <laughs> what the fuck that looks freaking ouch uh, TJP is speared into the coffin at one point, by the way. So uh, that is a Canadian spear. And if, uh, yeah. if it did, I see one by Clark Connors. TJP almost wins, but he gets uh, shot in the head with a with a belt. Well, belt shot to the head. I phrase that weird. <clears throat> Clark, not only Clark Connors, not only hangs Akira, but he 
he ties the end of the the fucking dog collar thing to the ring post so he can't get free the bullet club even do a leading tower as a fuck you on the cats two two boys but they do it on tjp then they do like another double team move on him and they coffin tjp well akira is tied to the post of course the bullet club boys have to win this because they have to get extra heat for wrestle kingdom so like i thought this match kind of over delivered a little bit and i was just like it's before christmas and wrestle kingdom dudes you want to do this all right they're doing it i'm just gonna have a blast and i did these four guys have some really good chemistry and all that kind of stuff and uh i want to see more oh look uh, in about uh, just over a week or yeah. so i'm gonna see more this you went hot on this it's fantastic the match is oh, awesome God. the booking is like why you yeah. know but it's like Okay, but it's so a free show, get eyes on it. I know. At the end of the match, commentary points out that TJP is an idiot for requesting this match. And he's right, and they don't even have to say it. Akira was hanged. So if this adds drama to their match, because maybe this is Akira's gonna be like, bro, like that was bad leadership, man. You know what I mean? Like you you put me in a really bad situation. That's the way that ended up. Or is he gonna be like, awesome, bro? And this doesn't mean anything. I hope it means something. You know, um, I, I hope my my kind of like thing, what I'm what I'm thinking is that they will have some crazy stipulation match that's like coffin dog collar match or something like that. But I was kind of like so traditionally in wrestling, the dog collar is a strap match, basically. It's like you're connected, mm. right? And this, these are actually leashes with a chain. So each war dog, which I know dog, I mean, that's their shit, oh, right? Oh, yeah, leashes. So, but they were actually no. le leashes that they, well, I mean, it, they still did all the same chain spots you'd see. They wrapped it in their fist and they clotheslined each other. They did, like, I think at one point, um, TJP did like a, or did like a, a mama splash with it, like on his chest or something like that. So it would, you know, hurt them when he hit. There was all kinds of fun stuff, but it was it was interesting that it wasn't like a traditional dog collar type thing. Um, so maybe that's meaningful. Maybe it isn't. Um, but I just watched this and I thought, man, TJP, you fucked up, dude. Like that was dumb. And look what happened to Akira. Hopefully that's going to be the story. Final that story. seemed to be what, you know, because um, I, I think that that this has to mean something, you know, otherwise it's just a throwaway match uh, in the lead up to a big match in Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe we'll get some story stuff in this match we're not expecting. You know, that'd be fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, and speaking of who will people remember this, I, I do know that uh, Mr. Francesco Akira holds grudges. Because I remember him being really pissed off right before he goes to wrestle uh, the De the Wato match, you know, from uh, uh, Tag yeah. League. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, why is he so pissed off? Oh, yeah, because of that Desperado match, at, which is one of the best matches of the best of Super Juniors, but that <laughs> Despi just, like, ripped off both his arms and, and, and both his legs and just pretty much That's clubbed so him to death with all of his body parts. Oh, And everyone was just like, uh, Akira, can you stay down, please? He's like, fuck you. No, fucking, yeah. So if you think he's not going to hold a grudge against uh, Clark Connors for hanging him on the corner, oh, mate. Well, fiery Italian dude's just going to fucking just explode and will will he have misdirected mis <laughs> a lighter back uh but uh will he have misdirected hostilities i mean that's kind of you know what we wonder but uh next look we have another tremendous match this is tanahashi 
and Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Fujita. Now listen, anytime that we get to see Zack Sabre Jr. and Okada wrestle each other, it is like, it's kind of, they're like, they're just two guys that go together like peanut butter and jelly, like I said earlier. And so I was so fired up when I saw that these two were going to wrestle because it's always great. And almost always you'll have the spot where like, you know, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. has him in some wacky hold. Okada, like, puts him up on his shoulders to do some move, and then Zack Sabre Jr. is, like, climbing around on Okada doing holds and shit. So we'll see I, see if we get that this time. But yes. Like, uh, it wasn't Okada uh, going for, like, his neckbreaker kind of spot, and then Zack's kind of turned it around to a reverse kind of triangle <laughs> choke thing? Yeah. I'm like, what? It's great. Well, obviously, this Wrestle Kingdom preview match for the uh, uh, TV title and it's Zack Sabre Jr. and the ace, that's the president, start. Um, and uh, Chumpy has to try to break them up, though, because um, here's what happens. Man, ambitious spot. Didn't go perfect, but, man, I love this spot. As you guys know, anytime two wrestlers are in a clutch of some kind and go tumbling to the floor together, I am marking the fuck mm-hmm. out. And so we get this kind of rolling arm uh, drag thing going on between Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi, and they're headed towards the ropes, and they kind of get, you know, Tanahashi doesn't quite go through the ropes right, you know, or or not right, but he doesn't get all the way through, and they don't roll out smoothly. Chumpy has to, like, help them, and then, <laughs> and then they tumble to the floor in the arm drag, which is awesome. Dangerous as fuck, by the way. So dangerous to do that kind of shit. Uh, so, it, you know, it's one of those moves that you would think isn't very dangerous. But, yeah, it could be very bad. So uh, that was fun. They go to the outside. So Tanahashi plays mind games and uh, getting in the ring because they're, like, counting down. Mind games. He, he's, you know, they're counting down. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in at the same time as you. Just like he always does with the, yeah, let's put our legs down at the same time. You know, that thing. So he did that to Zack Sabre Jr. as far as the getting in the ring. And Fujita tags in. And he's like, I want Okada. Okada's like, who, who are, who are you? you? It's great. I'm going to swat you oh, like a fucking oh, fly, little bitch. He, yeah. is, <laughs> he is like, you know, top tier asshole Okada here. I mean, Loved even it, during yeah. the entrance, he was doing a thing where he doesn't even look at him and acts like he's not even at a wrestling show. It's so awesome. So Okada destroys Fujita and just takes him right to the outside and just kills him on the outside. So, so he he brings Fujita back into the ring, and just to show everybody he's in his heel move set, he's like, "Oh, Senton Atomico? Nope." He lands on his feet and just stomps the shit out of, out of Fujita. That's always like one of my favorite things is when a baby face is like, "Oh, I'm about to do my super cool move." No, punch, punch, punch. You know what I mean? That's always hilarious when a heel does that. So, <laughs> Okada basically does that. That's great. Oh, man, I love that. So uh, Tanahashi tortures Fujita, too. And uh, finally, he gets some room after hitting a drop kick. And now we get Zack Sabre Jr. versus Okada. Man, so during this, Zack Sabre Jr. just walks up to Okada and hits, like, a standing, like, like a drop kick, like an LIJ kind of drop kick, and just fucking blasts Okada in the back of the head. Like, fuck you. And it's like, man, it's so stiff. I love it. Now we get... um, you know, all kinds of stuff where Zack Sabre Jr., he gets both opponents in a hold at the same time, and this is the ultimate disrespect. Okada's in a leg hold. Zack Sabre Jr. is just standing there. 
or, and and Tanahashi's like, "What's going on? What's all this?" Then and walks up oh. and Zach Sabre <laughs> he gets him in a hold, and Chumpy bends over and looks Okada right in the eyes and says, "Give up! Give up!" <laughs> You could bet post-match behind the uh, backstage, the card is just like, hey, Marty, come here. Money clip. <laughs> yeah, Gives him a money clip. Let's asleep. go, money clip. Again. It's just lacing down. Oh, man. That was great. That was awesome. So tremendous pro wrestling. There's a fish out of water spot and all kinds of holes and stuff between uh, the ace and Zack Sabre Jr., uh, so Zach Saber, uh, they they do all kinds of great preview stuff, and Tanahashi can't get the Dragon Screw. That's kind of the story of this like tag match. He's trying to get the Dragon Screw. There's 30 stories in this tag match. This is one of them. And Fujita gets in versus Okada again, and he tries to get all his shit in, and he gives Okada some payback from the shit from earlier. Big chops, right? He's hitting his big chops. He's hitting big drop kicks, but Okada eventually has had enough, and Fujita goes for the win. Zack Sabre Jr. breaks up the pin with a very, very stiff kick, right? The ace gets in, starts fucking with him. So Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi are going at it. Tana finally, he hits a scary dragon screw. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. is really great at taking that. Like, I think Walker Stewart, Texas Stewart, was, like, worked. Because he was like, oh, that looked really bad. You know, so Zack Sabre Jr.'s legs fucked. Okada hits Three running drop kicks to Fujita. Just like a move he doesn't do. He just does in this like the running drop kick to the opponent that is kneeling. And commentary surmised that that was like, oh, it's like the psycho knee or something like that. But I, I don't know about that. I think he was just trying to be a fucking asshole. I think the finish yeah, that's, is what that one. <laughs> I think the finish is what in fact was the shout out to uh Brian Danielson. So uh <laughs> so Zach Saber Jr., he breaks up the pin. Uh, oh, yeah, we already talked about this. Uh, German suplex with the bridge for two for Fujita on, on Okada. Uh, and then a big slap, but he runs right into the dropkick. Very fancy roll-up pin and all kinds of, like, lucha shit from Okada with this fancy pin that in, in like, hold he does. He pins Fujita for the win. And uh, and that I guess that was the shot at uh, Daniel Bryanson. That's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, see, like, I, I've seen quite a few wrestlers over the last couple of years because like those roll-up pins are becoming quite popular like do all sorts of weird kind of things i feel like okada was just like hmm which pin do i want to do from this position <laughs> this one halfway through it no nah, maybe this one halfway through it no nah, maybe this one instead and and still gets the pin like yeah he's he was he was sorting it out they look forward as shit though too like and he's doing like 500 different fucking things to vegeta at the same time to roll him up i'm like okay this guy knows more about wrestling than I do. That's for sure. Very fancy. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, very fancy. And it brings us to our main event. Is Yujiro Uramura, Taichi, the Holy Emperor and King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, forever, not just 2023. Everyone can shut up. And Sonata <laughs> versus Yoda Suji, uh, Shingo Takagi and Tetsuya Naito. Is it wrong that even though I'm... I, I, Come on, man! There's awesome Shingo Taichi stuff. There's even more. There's even more awesome Sonata Naito stuff. Yeah. Kind of what I want to talk about is fucking Yu Uemura and Yoda Suji in this match specifically because they've had lots of previews lately. But we're getting something here because I, I, I'm looking at this match. I'm like, oh, who's gonna? Who the fuck's gonna lose this one? There's no, no Doki. Oh, I'm sorry, Doki. No disrespect. Uh, or uh, or Bushi in this match. Disrespect, man. Fuck you, Bushi. <laughs> no, nah, I love Bushi. 
Because uh, I, I have to imagine you like the finish. You like a decent arm drag. So I have to imagine like that that finish. All right. So you, you everyone, and Yoda, they're beating the shit out of each other. It's awesome. It, the other stuff's great too. I just want to get this finish because it looks like Yoda Suji, he's got the freaking upper hand. And he's like, all right, it's fucking gene blasting time. <laughs> And at the last possible second before Yuya is going to get fucking gene blasted all the way to the sperm bank or something, he hooks Yoda Suji's arm, fucking arm drag, and then like one, two, three, pins Yoda Suji. I was like, all right, I don't think I've really seen an arm drag quite like that before. Like the timing of it is like, that could awesome. have gone bad. The, oh, the timing is absolutely insane on that arm drag. And then he gets the win. And you, 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 like, fuck yeah. Uh, 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 doing a dance. And Yoda's, Yoda's you just like, fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Still nothing to me. But uh, apparently Yoda did say that, uh, hey, Yuya, if you beat me, we can have a singles match. So. Where could these two gentlemen possibly have a singles match coming up, <laughs> Mr. Guy? And uh, with a finish like that, and <clears throat> they've kind of cooled down a lot of the other returning young lion stories. I know you've got a bit of shooter Ren, but they're not having a match at Wrestle Kingdom as far as I'm aware. Where are they? I don't shooter. know. I don't remember what Shota Umino's doing at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm assuming yeah, he is having a match versus him. I don't it's fucking know. Gotta be somewhere, but but they've definitely heated up Yuya Uramura and Yoda Suji. And uh, I, I like Yuya Uramura, but Yoda Suji lost to the champ on his debut. So I'm like, give him a Wrestle Kingdom win. Come on. That's how I yeah. go with it. I love this match. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the timing on everything was so cool, like you talked about. And just, you know, in general, it was awesome. Tai Chi's in there. It just fucking doing his Tai Chi shit. (laughs) I was so happy. At one point, he's beating up Shingo, right? And Shingo had been a fucking dick. So the crowd's like, yes, they're all chanting Tai Chi's name. And so, you know, Taichi's fired up. He looks at the camera as if he is going to tell us that he, in fact, likes ska music. But guess what? (laughs) We know that isn't true because the only thing he listens to, Luke, is himself. He listens to Ready to Kiss. And he listens to the Never Open Band. So it's the Never Open Pod. Those are the only three things that he listens to. That's right. So, um, you know, we've been practicing, folks, and you just wait. Right. So, anyway, I thought that's yeah, the the dueling ocarina harmonica. That's what it is. So, that that finish was just unbelievable. It it put both guys over. Mm-hmm. Something that I thought was so cool is that late, very late in the match, I didn't even see it happen. Yuya got his face caved in. So, yeah, like, did. I mean, like he took an ass whooping from Suji before winning so this was a really good performance for him as a baby face getting the, you know the sympathy and the heat and everything and so when um 
when he gets up to celebrate his win or just acknowledge his win, he's fucking bleeding from the face. He looks like a badass. He just pins Suji, and Suji has to acknowledge that. The crowd's chanting his name. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's as good as he, it gets in a lot of ways. He does, I like he does the uh, good pro wrestling thing of not wiping his mouth. Yeah, which, I think... Which, which uh, I think he split his lip or something, but it, man, it was just awesome. So, you know, I think it's, it's interesting how Shota Umino had a similar moment, you know, and, but whereas like Shota Umino used physicality to, you know, he didn't win, but he, you know, to prove himself, you know, here we have Yuya kind of using his brain a little bit and using like skill. So it's different a little bit. I like it. I thought it was really cool. Tai Chi is the best wrestler, so he was in this match, and I loved him wrestling. Um, <laughs> and like you said, after the match, the fans, they want the singles match, right? And, you wow. know, Suji's teasing the crowd, and Yuya even screams Tokyo Dome in the mic, right? Um, but eventually, you know, the match is accepted. And um, Yuya even points to the Wrestle Kingdom video screen, which is a little much. But we also had some other important interaction here because Naito picks up the mic and tries to start doing the like LIJ thing. <laughs> and yeah, Sonata's was... like, <laughs> Sonata comes over and is like, hey, he takes the mic and says, he says, this is, we won. Get out of here. And Naito Bye. has to leave. <laughs> What's he doing? Fucking cheeky shit, really isn't funny. he? I love that. So uh, that happened. And then there was more fun. I don't know if you continued to watch. But it was great, man. Sonata talks about a commercial that just five guys have booked for vinegar. And, you know, he, he reveals that Christmas Eve is Doki's birthday. And Doki gets on the mic and the crowd's like, Doki, they're singing happy birthday. And he's like, oh, and he says, like, thank you. And that's it. And then Taka tells us, you know. He, he, he tells us all about Just Five Guys as snow falls from the sky in Kurgan Hall and Just Five Guys theme plays us out. Man, what a fucking end of a show. <laughs> it's awesome. Pretty, pretty nice way to uh, end, end the year in New Japan, especially if you want to be over with the Never Open podcast, and that's with all the Just Five Guys going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I hope Doki got some good presents. I reckon Doki opens up his gift and he's like, yeah, opens up another one. Yeah. yeah. All right, stop. He's <clears> like, <throat> he's like, it's a beer. <laughs> he has to cover his face. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably a bunch of Suntory whiskey, you think, but, uh, but yeah, Luke. <laughs> well, that's the run up. That's road to Tokyo dome. I mean, are you fired up for the big show? We're going to be covering that. We'll be covering the Noah show, our best of, uh, what's it called again? The year in, how's it go? The year in, the, the best of 20, year in, best of 2023. Top 10 list. Top 10 list. Five star rating. Five star rating. <laughs> Something like Man, that. I, I had to do this fucking 20 times here today. <laughs> now I can't even fucking remember it. Well, that will be out on Christmas Day or before on YouTube, maybe. I don't know. We're going to find out. But uh, mm -hmm. it'll be out soon, uh, you know, probably on Christmas Day, wherever you are. So that'll be a lot of fun. That's a good year, Luke. Yeah, pretty good year. And uh, if uh, there's people out there in podcast land that aren't doing family shit and, uh, or just don't want to listen to what their family's saying, put us on your YouTubes or your headphones and, uh, hey, 
you've got this and whatever we release on the Christmases, which we're not, I'm not going to spoil, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, look, I know. I know. It's, it's the last show and all that. But, we, look, we got to do a diary, right? Come on. Oh, yeah, that's this. right. And, look, it's a yo diary. <laughs> I got close out the year right, right? <laughs> Man, I'm already, like, dude. We're starting the new year with uh, uh, a, a certain gentleman with a large uh, a penis. But uh, right now, we're up to episode 125. Wow. It's got his usual picture of uh, a pen and paper and a cup of coffee. <laughs> so interesting. It is called Itchy and Fingers. It is dated. November 2nd, 2023. <sighs> All right, yo. Here we fucking go, man. <laughs> if asked whether I am a light sleeper or heavy sleeper, I would say I am a long sleeper. Basically, I sleep nine to ten hours every day. I have an acquaint... How do you do that? Bullshit. I have to imagine you get up like an old person and piss ten times. Anyway, basically... <laughs> I have an acquaintance who is a light sleeper, and he said to me, isn't it a waste of time sleeping that much? And I replied that it's not about being lazy or slothful, but that it's an important part of staying in shape. I've always slept for a long time since I was a child. So do I, three matches. So it's basically, <laughs> and no, no, he's, he's great in ring. I'm sorry. I've always slept for, the, for a long time since I was a child, so it's basically a habit at this point. It made me quite energetic as a kid. I tend to be a lot more irregular when I'm on tour, but I don't change my overall style of sleeping, of sleeping in and getting a lot of rest. The other day, I went to bed in preparation for the next day's game like normal. I'm a good sleeper, so I can fall asleep click quickly. Of course you can. I closed my eyes. A little later, I heard a squeaking sound. Hmm. The sound came from the back of the room but gradually became louder, and I realized it was getting closer to me. It's Gato! <laughs> why, were this, why were they still there at this time of year? It was definitely a mosquito. Oh, wait, they make noise? Uh, I don't know. Like, I assumed, because he's some kind of big mu music oh. buff, that he went to sleep with some kind of sound playing or something, but obviously not. I can't go to sleep without sound. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. That's just me. Hmm. Yeah, but, Maybe uh, he has, like, super hearing. He probably has perfect pitch, of course. Oh, you know. that's right. That's what it is. That's how he See, can hear the mosquito. If, if you had an album in common, like a fave album in common with Yo, mm -hmm. you would be like, I would, I like it because of this. And Yo's like, no, 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 no. What you don't understand, it's the notes they're not playing mm -hmm. when they're doing this. And you're just like, you shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's the spaces in between. Yeah. The, spa the spaces. Is in between. Ah. All right. <laughs> oh, how oh, how depressing. I switched on the light and looked around the hotel room, but I couldn't see it, and I didn't know where it was. I don't really dislike insects, except cockroaches, and I thought that I could probably put up with a mosquito or two, so I decided to go to bed without worrying about it. When I turned off the light again and closed my eyes, I heard a squeaking sound again. But since I... <laughs> 
He's hallucinating, right? Yeah, he is. But since I allowed it to live with me, I had to ignore it. And after a while, I started appreciating the sound for some reason. So I decided to give it a name. And after thinking it over for a while, I named it Okaka. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Kaka, the Italian word for dump. Yeah. Wouldn't it be but, like, uh, what's the Italian word for piss? Uh, anyway, good night, Okaka. Let's work hard tomorrow. I whispered this to him uh, in my mind and went into a dream. The next day, I was beautifully stung. Is that it? No. Okay. <laughs> Please explain. There was a tiny little mound of swelling on my finger and it itched like crazy. And I couldn't stop worrying about it. Dude, you wrestle and, and do moves that like amaze me. I'm like, how are you still alive? All that kind of shit all the time. And yet you get a little mo mozzy sting and you're like, oh, my world is ending. I mean, you know, hide your quarter zone. Just saying. I looked around the room, but as as last night, I couldn't see him. Where did he go? What a bastard. If I find him, <laughs> if I find him, I'll put a paradise lock on him so he can't suck blood. <laughs> he is right, shit-talking a, a hallucinated bug, by the way. All right, yo. I'll give you that. That was funny. And was not fun. unintentionally so, but intentionally so. Yeah, All right, I'll give that it was to you. Fun. Oh, well. Please be a good lad. I packed my bags, mindful of my itchy fingers. There was still a little time before departure, and I was hungry. So I ate the mosquito? No. So I decided to go to an onigiri shop near the hotel. When I arrived at the shop, it was almost sold out, and there were only two types left kelp. And Okaka. <laughs> I chose the kelp without hesitation. Yeah. Greetings. Sadness. Hmm. Uh, all right. So that is in another uh, in a long list of entertaining diary entries, in my opinion, from Yo. A couple yeah. genuine laughs. He took the kelp. He's not talking about wrestling or giving me any wrestling anecdotes or, what, or wrestling ever. It's not his best diary. The piss of pants, it's hard to beat. And the one where he's like, I've got this taste in music. That's also hard to beat. But uh, what do you think? I think that he was hallucinating. Oh, yeah. And um, that's fucked up. So I don't know, man. Maybe he needs to go to the doctor. I think that might be a good idea. Maybe, uh, you know, look into some self-help a little bit. Maybe go to some therapy because he's hallucinating bugs that make noises because I don't know of any bug that makes a squeaking noise. If he's talking about a cricket, that's a yeah, bad translation. That's, that's a it's got to be a bad translation. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that too. But, uh, dude, for a guy I imagine who pisses his pants as much as he does, <laughs> have, is he not washing his hands enough? Like, mm. is that the thing? Like, is that why he's mm. got, like, weird fingers? That's uh, what happened, you know? He masked horse know. grabbed him by the dick and he didn't wash his hands after and now everybody's sick. Took him out of his game big time. I just wrote you a poem about that. So. <laughs> a haiku. It's very beautiful. I'll sell it uh, when I listen back to the episode. 
So it's rhyming poetry. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, kind. it's it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. This was nice. Uh, Merry, I'm oh, sorry. Happy Christmas and Merry New Year to everyone, uh, including you, Mister Guy. Hello. Hey, thanks, hope, buddy. I appreciate it. you. Yeah, me too, and you too, and all that stuff. And I thought it was a good year. I mean, I would sit here and try to tell you my top ten like things that happened this year, but that episode will be out on you know uh, Christmas Day. You guys will enjoy That's that right. quite a bit, and that is my gift to all of you, and our gift to the listeners as well um, is our uh, end of year, you know, spectacular. Top ten spectacular. Yes, indeed, and. Oh, hang on. Where am I? There we are. Pros. Mm -hmm. All right. So, unless uh, there is anything Mr. Guy uh, would like to say. <laughs> uh, in President Tanahashi, we trust. 